Vivid Nectar Podcast, episode 248. Today's topics are going to be ranging from Spotify's reported $20 platinum plan, YouTube ending their 4K, their 4K quality being behind a paywall, ending that experiment. From there, we're going to be going on to the anime side of things. Chainsaw Man, we got to talk about it. Definitely, we got to talk about it. From there, we're going to go to the music side of things with a little Uzi Vert's Just Wanna Rock. And then we're going to end it off with Modern Warfare 2 2022. I got to emphasize the fact we talk about the new one until I guess it becomes normal just to say Modern Warfare 2 and we're talking about the new one. And that's going to be the grand series. Grand series. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. So to start it off, it's been reported that Spotify is going to be having a $20 platinum plan. And here are the benefits. Hi-Fi Studio Sound, Headphone Tuner, Audio Insights Library Pro, Playlist Pro, and Limited Ad Spotify Podcast. Sounds a bit weird, but to break it down, to break it down for you guys, Hi-Fi Studio Sound, just better overall sound quality on the streaming platform. Headphone Tuner, Audio Insights Library Pro, and Playlist Pro. Not enough information has been provided as far as what exactly are the, what do the pro versions do? What do the audio insights provide? Is this for artists that upload? Is this, you know, in order to see your demographics and the headphone tuners? Maybe, not maybe, more options as far as how you want to gear your audio listening experience, change, maybe reduce spaces based on the songs more. I'm not too sure. They don't give the descriptions on that. So I'm not going to dive too deep into those benefits. But I will say limited ads on Spotify podcasts, that catches my attention. And I believe this is going to be the real meat of this platinum plan. Me being both an Apple and Spotify user, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not, how would I say? I'm not exclusive to Spotify. So it wouldn't be like, all right, I mean, this is the only app I use. I might as well go for it. I get my sound quality from Apple Music. They have the spatial, they have the high def, lossless for $9.99. And it's funny I say that because I don't pay for Apple Music with my phone plan, but still, for those of you that do, $9.99, student discount $4.99. But that comes less, definitely half the cost of what Spotify is planning to charge. So already, it's not looking too hot for the platinum plan. As far as the headphone tuner, Audio Insights Library Pro, and Playlist Pro, again, depending on what exactly those benefits do, and if it's something to where it's like, oh, it's a legitimate difference that you could gear to your own taste, and it's like a, a casual improvement. If this is only going to be something like a hardcore music listener is going to get the full enjoyment of, then the Platinum plan might just be worth it. As far as the average person, it's not buying me in so far. Now, limited ads on Spotify podcasts. One of my, one thing that I can't stand is paying for a service and not being able to skip ads for said service. So when I'm on Spotify listening to a podcast and it gets interrupted by an advertisement, it boils my skin, boils my skin, boils my blood, gets me tight, gets me pissed off. I ain't rocking with it. However, it is what it is. That's why I'll be listening to most of my podcasts on Apple Music, the Apple Music Podcast Streaming. Wow, Apple Music Podcast Streaming on the Apple Music Podcast app. There we go. Now, one thing to note about this, it says limited ads on the Spotify podcast, not even completely removing them, just a more limited amount. That in itself is concerning 
especially if you're going to charge double along with all these benefits. But I believe the real meat here is the limited ads on the podcast. For $20, having only limited ads, I don't believe that's worth it. Me being someone who uses Spotify, I'm going to keep the base plan. Just, just off of seeing this, I'm still going to keep the base plan just because I also have Apple Music. But for those that only use Spotify and for whatever reason you only use Spotify, mm, how to reset myself there. I believe this will be worth it because you're going to get so far just from what we know, audio improvement and limited ads. I feel casually on the day to day is going to make a better difference. The, the audio quality could be debatable on how you listen to your music. That could be debatable if it's going to get that much better. But for the sake of assuming that you're not going to have any weird outliers causing you not to hear the improvement. I believe it's going to be worth it. So that's what, that's what was reported as far as reference 9 to 5 Mac. It was shown for anybody that's canceling their Spotify subscription plans after 10 years that, hey, will this upcoming platinum plan, will this be something that will help you stick around? And that's where it's been reported. We'll see how this pl- pans out and what the genuine, not genuine, what the real descriptions would be or, you know, what does Library Pro do? What is Library Pro? What is Playlist Pro? How can my playlist be become better? What's the improvement that's going to make it a pro version? And hopefully it doesn't mean that it's going to strip any of the basic Spotify plans in order to beef this one up because that's whenever it starts getting a little, I, would I say greedy? Just a bit, just not a good look. Now, going on into YouTube, YouTube recently experimented with only having 4K, 4K audio. YouTube recently experimented with only having 4K visuals for premium users. So if you were watching YouTube as a free user, you click the 4K option, you had to be a YouTube subscriber in order to watch it. This was done over the past couple of weeks. It's happened to me twice and it recently ended. Right now, I believe they're going to decide if it's going to be a permanent thing or not. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not working for Google. I can't tell you this much. I can only say my thoughts on this. As somebody who has been living and breathing YouTube since I was a kid, YouTube every day, part of my life, free user, I'm not a premium user. I'm perfectly okay with 4K being behind a paywall. And I'll describe how I use YouTube. I watch it on my iPhone. Sometimes yeah, on my iPhone and the TV. That's most of the time where I watch my YouTube videos. Very rarely do I watch it on my computer. Just because if I'm on my computer, I could just watch it on my TV or my phone. That's just the way I see things. So to me, going above 1440 on my phone, I, I, I would like to lie to myself and say, oh yeah, I can see the difference. Look how crisp this glass is this glass or this piece of grass is. You weren't able to see that before in 1080p. Like <laughs> on your iPhone, just like this, like, oh, wow, 4K, such a big difference. I'm so happy we have a 60, I was about to say 60. Yeah, yeah, 4K, 60 frames per second. Everything's so much smoother. I've been lying to y'all. I can't tell the difference 95% of the time. 95% of the time. Especially how YouTube already compresses some of the, not just audio, but quality and makes the quality makes the overall quality a little less than what it's supposed to be. So 1080, I'm straight with 1080 on my phone. Now on the TV, my TV is in 4K. So for me, it has never been, a, oh man, let me bump this up to 4K. It's not going to do anything. 
And I'm perfectly fine with watching my YouTube videos in 1080p for the reason that I've already stated. I mean, watching in 4K, with the size of my TV, I could I will be able to tell a difference. But at the same time, for the YouTube videos that I watch, I'm not watching videos that are super 4K influenced. Maybe when I'm watching Marquise, maybe when I'm watching Linus Tech Tips, 4K will be dope to have on there. But for the most part, 4K isn't genuinely something I'm affected by. And I recently watched a Linus Tech Tips video on breaking down 4K on YouTube. You know, this over the past decade or so, the amount of videos being uploaded, breaking down the amount of memory it takes and financially what it's probably costing you to check the video out. I'm not going to regurgitate that for you. But seeing as how at the end of the day, YouTube, Google, Alphabet is a company that relies on money in order to run things for us free users. It's not affecting me. I also don't believe I have any reason to complain about it just because at the end of the day, YouTube, whether you like it or not, is free. Whether you enjoy the one, two, three, four ads in the beginning and then various ads throughout the video, it does host the biggest, biggest platform on the internet as far as content. Ain't nobody coming close to YouTube anytime soon. Isn't there's nobody paying out as much as YouTube on the creator side of things. So I'm perfectly fine with it. You're gonna have you might see certain outlets saying how YouTube was um YouTube was shamed or YouTube had to do it due to the backlash. Trust me, the backlash did not stop YouTube from experimenting this um limited 4K feature. It didn't. It was just a matter of, all right, we got what we needed. On to the next one. So with that, let me know your thoughts on YouTube handling that. Now into the anime side of things. I'm happy right now. I got a big smile on my face. Chainsaw Man, a manga that has been discussed, hyped up, and rightfully so for the past for like past year, half or so. The anime finally released yesterday. Episode two released, I believe, yesterday or today. I watched both of them. I was just like, you know, I was gonna read the manga, but with the anime just releasing, I'm gonna enjoy the weekly episodes. I'm enjoying the animation, the art. And then from there, going to read the manga and then we're going to have the manga updates with that. But what are my thoughts on Chainsaw, the Chainsaw anime so far, episodes one and two? Yeah, let me tell you, I'm loving it. Um, just from the character itself, I believe Denji. Denji is his name. <laughs> oh man, this is terrible. And I'm over here talking about it. Yeah, so as far as Denji, the protagonist already... A lot more different from 99% of the protagonists we have with anime. Now, this is being a casual fan. I do not watch multiple animes a month or a week, a month. And it's debatable a year. It's debatable depending on which year you catch me. So to me, Denji is unique. We have a lot of different characteristics compared to other protagonists. And his life, just to start off on the first episode, his father his father ending his life and the burden of his father having to go to Denji as far as the amount of debt, as far as having to kill these other devils to that other, to the boss or whatever. That way he doesn't die. Yo, that is garbage. That is garbage. That is terrible. And watching this, I was just like, this is beautiful. So Denji and Pochita, which is his smaller devil that has the chainsaw. Now, for any of you guys that watch the manga, watch my read the manga, you're probably like, oh, He's finally getting into it. Yo, you got to continue. I am. I am. But based on the first episode, we get the usual. We get introduced to the main character from there. We get a little bit of knowledge on his life. 
with before the powers. And then eventually towards the end of the episodes, they, they either get the power, the ability, they unlock it or, they, you know, something happens at the end of the episode where, all right, now we see how we're getting to how it's going to pan out for the rest of the season. So Denji broke almost enslaved to a certain extent with a heavy amount of debt. We understand a couple of things from him. He is willing to do whatever it takes to pay off his debt, whether it's selling an eye, whether it's selling his left nut. He's got to do what he's got to do just to be able to be free. Also, seeing as how he doesn't do much, he's barely able to enjoy food and just being able to, his dreams consisting of being able to eat better food or just having a girlfriend shows him not for, oh, wow, he's a, he's a very humble guy. Besides the fact he has a large amount of debt, he's mad humble. He doesn't want much. He hasn't experienced enough in life to have large dreams, but rather the regular day-to-day experiences we experience in life are his fantasies. So within that first episode, seeing that gradual buildup, seeing the relationship between Denji and Pochita, I'm like, yo, that's his Pokemon. Yo, straight up, Pochita, Pichu. Pochita, Pichu. You see where I'm coming from? That's his Pokemon. The dynamic between the two, the relationship. I was just like, oh man, this is, this is beautiful. I wasn't expecting the turnaround with eventually Denji dying, literally being shredded by zombies. I was just like, hacked away by zombies, which was a bit confusing. I was just like, I get they're zombie devils, but you're hacking him. Why not eat him? And of course, that, that bites the, the main devil. That bites his ass because that's how Denji kills him. But Denji, so it sort of reminded me of Attack on Titan when Eren died. I'm like, oh, damn, he's dying on the first episode. Now, how this all happens? Pochita doing the contract with Denji. Denji coming back to life. And well, Pochita being the heart for Denji. Nah, he came back to life. He was dead. It wasn't a simple heartbeat. Uh, oh, his body was just chopped up. Yeah, yeah, his body was just chopped up. All he needed was a heart transplant. <laughs> no, get out of here. Yeah, that man was dead. And for him to come back to life as the chainsaw man, yo, the chainsaw coming right from the face, his two arms. I, I'm not sure if this does happen. I highly doubt it. But yo, throw some chainsaw wings on there for the hell of it. I hope this happens. Some chainsaw wings, a chainsaw tail, chainsaw feet. The ultimate final form is just a giant chainsaw. <laughs> and it's just floating with its own, how, how would I put it? just floating like a like a one piece weapon that consumed the devil food it's just with its eyes anyhow loving the way things played out in the first episode a protagonist that doesn't have the same characteristics or dreams and ambition as everybody else at least to how i consume anime makes this very refreshing it isn't like we have a grand scheme of having to annihilate every devil it's just more of i want to be able to live day to day and and just be able to enjoy the more simple things in life that for Denji is a fantasy to other people. It's just another Tuesday. So I found that to be very gratifying. Going on into episode two, I'm not going to lie. This was a bit of a chore of an episode. Of course, we have to set a foundation, introduce new characters, get some exposition as far as um, Denji. What is he? His powers, his associates. What do they do? What's the profession? What's the environment like? You know, getting to introduce the world more than the little bits and pieces we got in the first episode. So I believe, because right now I have a list of characters. I want to I be good with the names. Being introduced to Aki, Angel, and I want to say Power. Yes, Power. It was dope, of course, seeing Devil Hunters. Uh, you know, the usual stuff. We get animes from organizations. Like we got to chop these people up. Devil Hunters, Aki being serious. And I believe he has a crush on Angel, without a doubt. That's her name, right? 
He has a, a crush on Angel. We're going to see how this plays out throughout the season. Power with her horns. Um, I don't understand what they mean by fiend. I definitely have to go back to figure it out. It's just like, fiend, what is that? <laughs> I watched episode two and I was still lost. I'll worry about it some other time. Was it? And Angel, we got more information from her. And overall, the episode, getting food and even how much of a, how much tension there was even for Denji to order food, passing out multiple times due to the blood loss of turning into the chainsaw man, to him not even, you know, being able to properly digest the fact that it's like, oh, I get to eat food and I don't pay for it. Like the mental fatigue, the mental strength it took just for him to accept that and ultimately having to get fed. I was just like, you ain't seen this anywhere else. You're not. I don't know, put me onto some animes and manga, but you ain't seen this anywhere else. And from there, of course, we get the usual, hey, you're being introduced to this guy, you got to pair her up. Denji kicking Aki in the balls multiple times when they got into their conflict. I was just like, more, more people need to do this in animes. There's, there's, all, there's this whole, y'all already know, the whole deal with, hey, if you got powers, you got to yell it, you got to announce it, you got to have this fighter pride and go hand in hand. Denji? Already, from what I'm seeing, I'm liking it. Hey, we're going straight for the nuts. We ain't trying to do this samurai sword, this Goku pride. I'm going to get my ones in. I'm going to get my hits in at any means necessary. At any means necessary. We're loving that. And of course, throughout the, throughout the course of the episode, he basically got everything he wanted, ranging from a cute girl who he eventually wants to be her boyfriend, food, just escaping that depth and being more free. And throughout this episode, he sort of has a conflict of what's next if he already has it all. And it's crazy because for me, it's just like, you ain't got it all. You eventually got to get your own place. You eventually got to be able to, you know, have your own whip, all that other stuff. But to him, it's just like, it, it was better than what he had already. And after killing a devil, going through another uh, conversation with Aki, it clicked. Looked at some pornographic magazines and he was like, you know what? I need boobs in my life. And I was just like, he's a man of culture. He's a man of culture. He, he, he enjoys the simple things. Hey, this man just wanted a girl with some boobs. And that being his new goal, I'm like, all right, this anime is badass already first episode. This right here, it isn't, I want to save the world. I want to save my town. I want to be blah, blah, blah. You know, the same typical stuff, which there's nothing wrong with that. But my man just wants some boobs. That's all he wants in life. So from there, episode two, loving the comedic sense in this. I didn't discuss power too much, but I mean, yeah, she a hyped up fiend that is bloodlusted by devils. She's complete. She's a complete maniac, highly animated, and she's definitely going to be that bit of a powerhouse that's unpredictable, but there's eventually going to be a fun bond between them two. I'm on episode two so far. Um, I did say it was a bit of a chore just because it was so slow paced. and. It's necessary. It's necessary. Even though I myself am complaining about his pacing, I understand it. I still enjoyed it. I'm hyped for Chainsaw Man episode three. I'm only <laughs> a whole week away, six days away until I see it again. Now, on to the music side of things. Lil Uzi Vert, Just Wanna Rock, coming in at two minutes and four seconds. Production from McVert and Synthetic. We got some Jersey sound inspiration on here. This is definitely a tr- dance track. Maybe on the pink tape, I don't know, as far as, you know, when it comes to Lil Uzi and Cardi at times, there's certain singles that drop that you would believe it will be on the album and it just doesn't do it. Anyhow, it's a simple track. It's fun. 
it's fresh. As far as Jersey Club inspiration, I'm not too familiar with Jersey Club, with Jersey Club music to really say, wow, you see, it's inspired. No, I'm going to just read it and tell you what's inspired by and you could see the different direction. It's very simple as far as it sort of sounds like an interlude. I hear the sounds in an interlude in the album, the intro, Lil Uzi just breathing, sort of going with the beat fast pace, just repeating that he wants to rock, relating it to the beginning, to the beginning, to the title of the track. Whenever we get into the verses, they're pretty quick. They're spacious. And we're not going to have any grand technical rhyme schemes. And we're also not going to be shooting down our ops. It's just straight fun. I just want to, then he adds the ah stutters. He just wants to rock his body. He just wants to move. Don't be a vibe killer. And I'm really here for this little Uzi. This little Uzi. I'm really here for this kind of little Uzi vert. A lot more different than what I expected. And it reminds me of Foots Full Shuffle. As far as the ambience, the energy, sort of the fun we could have on here. And which is great. We, I believe music like this has more longevity. And I'm not just saying that for it. Oh, we need little Uzi vert to last. But this is something that it will be fun to spend anywhere. Because as much as I love listening to Baby or Dirt talk about running down on their ops with Uzi, as much as I love hearing him rap about his, his AK, his straps, and all that other stuff, he really shines when it comes to not just a melodic track, but something with bounce, something with dance, especially with dance moves he'd be busting down at times. And I really want him to go all in with this. Go all in with his next project. Make it about 12 to 4, the pink tape. Go all in with a dance. Now, whether it's Jersey Club inspiration, I, I can't tell y'all. You know, I, I'm not familiar with Jersey Club music. But if it is, do it all in 12 to 14 tracks. Give us some music videos too, for the love of God. Give us some music videos. And I'm loving this. For two minutes and four seconds, it speeds by. And again, it sounds like a long interlude. So I'm not sure if this, if this is going to be on the pink tape. I can anticipate this being the intro to the album. And then the following track, just building up on the anticipation. That's but like, yo, once it goes into the verses, even though he's sort of rapping fast, it's like, all right, we're going to get into the meat of it. No, it just stays at that same sort of tempo and it never goes above it. Love the track. If I had to give this a food rating, I would give it a baked ziti, a very delicious baked ziti with some sharp cheddar. Now, cheddar, cheddar. To end off the podcast episode, Gaming. Modern Warfare 2 2022 is going to be releasing on the 28th, less than two weeks away. And I believe I've mentioned it at some point in this podcast, but I really want to talk about it as far as like, yo, am I excited? Am I going to buy it? How, how would I compare it to the original Modern Warfare? And we'll, we'll put it in this order. Number one, I already pre-ordered the game. I knew the second it was announced, the second it was Infinity Ward. I'm going to buy the game. I bought 2019, bought Cold War, had a great time for two months, never played it again. Vanguard didn't even bother buying. MW2 being the sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare, beyond hyped. I believe Modern Warfare 2019, as I've given it more time, more appreciation, and the amount of time I did spend, I, I played that game right up until Cold War dropped, was one of the greatest Call of Duty's multiplayer experience we had. I'm at a point where I'm debating if it's top five or not, but I want to give myself more time. And seeing as how MW2 is going to improve on the original MW1, the recent ones, in every shape, weight, and form, I can't see how I can't be hyped and in love for this. Now, I didn't play the beta just for the fact that I could play it when it gets released. I could see other people play the beta. They could get their thoughts. But 
I know it's going to be a bit of a a raw and <laughs> a raw and rough experience with the beta. So I'm going to just wait until it's a little bit more polished and then deal with the server issues on launch day. So as far as the MW2, as far as what Infinity Ward, Infinity Ward has built, based on my observation, it's an improvement on every possible level from the mechanic, from the graphic, to the dolphin dives and the slides, to the gunplay, gun animations, gun sounds. I'm loving it. Genuinely loving it. And if I have 2019 on the clips of cracking the top five Call of Duty multiplayer slots, if we have a game that's going to improve on everything as well, yo, I'm going to have an amazing time. Now it's just a matter of how many maps I believe. I believe that information may be out and I'm just slow on it. But in that, it's now a matter of the maps. How great are the maps going to be? Also, uh, as far as the gun customization, being able to sort of have a gun tree, whatever gun, whatever attachments or ranking you have for this gun, it could also do it for uh, the cousin of this one. I'm loving that. Other people could break down a gun system for you. We're going over bit by bit. And over on the campaign as well, Call of Duty campaigns, I believe they're almost all good. Almost all good. I haven't played every single one. So, you know, I'm going to be downloading it today, playing it through. Let me know if y'all want to see some gameplay on that. And that's going to be ha having me excited. And overall, bro, I, I can't wait to play it. I didn't even mention Warzone 2 because I'm not a Warzone fan. I'm not. I, I sort of, if, you, if you're a diehard Warzone fan, I don't find you weird either. For me, I just wasn't able to fall in love with it. Fortnite being the only battle royale that I genuinely fell in love in the beginning. And one of the biggest gripes I have against Warzone, besides the fact that I suck. I'm going to just put that number one, I'm trash. And it's not because I'm trash in multiplayer either. Again, I, I believe, what is it, Black Ops 1 through... Modern Warfare 3, I was the greatest COD player to ever exist. I was the greatest Call of Duty player, telling y'all right now. So for me, it isn't because I suck on multiplayer. I go crazy. I go stupid. We catching the dub. I ain't worried about the KD. We catching dubs all the time. But when I play Warzone, again, I, I'm just trash. I can't aim. I can't shoot. Whenever I should be shooting, my guy's too busy tying his shoe. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but aside from me not being good at the game and that impacting how much I enjoy it, the colors are just ugly, man. They're just ugly for... And the fact that the map doesn't change as much at all, no matter the update, and it's just ugly, it ruins the amount of time I spent in the game because for those moments where it's slow, for those moments where you're gathering up, you're, you know, you're setting yourself up with the squad. I'm just looking around. And it's just a range of gray, brown, black, washed. It's understandable because it's a war-torn setting, but it's just hideous. I can't stand it. I don't want to deal with it. So my skill set, visually, Warzone being a game that isn't visually enticing. And then overall, I don't enjoy the gameplay mechanics that Warzone presents itself. Having customizable weapons or, you know, adding in your loadouts being something that I find enjoyment in gets it to a point where you just rock with the meta from my experience. And that's it. There isn't enough. There isn't enough of that. I wouldn't say random factor, but enough of that. All right, we're all on the same random factor. Random RNG as far as loot boxes. There we go. The loot box mechanic that Fortnite has is genius because as great as you are as a player, you get a weapon that's a rare. That guy has a legendary, but he's a skill less. It adds that, it adds that element of having to explore 
be tight as a unit, be secure through these buildings instead of, all right, we got our loadout. All right, it's time to just go ahead, do our thing. And that's an element of Battle Royale that I loved about Fortnite before, you know, eventually Fortnite just evolved to a point where I was trash. I can't build like y'all. I can't handle it. And with Warzone, it was a matter of, okay, we all find these weapons. At first it was cool, but then it was just like, all right, y'all, y'all destroying me with the meta. <laughs> y'all destroying me with these guns. It's not even a matter of, um, for this Battle Royale of, exploring, surviving, making sure it's like, let's just mow everybody down because we got our loadouts. That's how I viewed it. We're going to see how things are with Modern Warfare 2. And if I enjoy Warzone, if I enjoy the new revamp Warzone, removing the custom loadouts. And from there, that's going to be my conversation on Modern Warfare 2. I might drop, you know, more mini episodes on the game, potentially, as it gets closer, as I play the campaign. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So as far as today's episode, Spotify's platinum plan, YouTube charging or forcing you to be a premium member for 4K. Lil Uzi Vert. Chainsaw Man. Lil Uzi. You know what? We're going to redo that. We're going to redo that. And I'm not going to edit it out because we improving every single time. As far as today's topics, ranging from Spotify's platinum plan going on to YouTube's premium only user setting for 4K. And then Chainsaw Man, Lil Uziver, and ending it off with Call of Duty. I hope y'all, not I hope. Thank you for making it this far. Thank you for listening to the podcast, listening to the YouTube video if you want the visual experience. We're going to be back at it. I'm going to be releasing. It's in the works, like a genuine, this is when you should expect the episodes to be released. Um, re- releasing a schedule as far as that. That way it isn't just a matter of, hey, it's going to drop. Just know that much. It's going to drop. But hey, be expecting it. Whether not on this day at this time, it's, you know, you can anticipate it. And as far as that, Vivid Nectar podcast on streaming platforms, continue to listen to me on the streaming platforms. If you enjoy the visuals, go on to YouTube where you could get the Vivid Nectar podcast, get the visual, you can see me. And of course, the same content I'm uploading on the streaming platforms. Thank y'all. Catch you on the next one.